Welcome to our third episode of Curry Boys Radio, CB Radio right here. I'm Max. I'm Boris. And welcome. Uh, Thank you for... What are we talking about today, Max? Well, education. Yeah. We're going to talk about what we did at university, how we got here, basically. Yeah. Are we limiting it to to, uh, university? No, we can go back. We can go back? We'll go all the way back. Let's start at first grade. So, what's the highest level of education that you have? So, I've got a, uh, I've got a graduate degree. Nice. Um, and then I've got like a second, not quite a degree, but it's like a, a Cert three plus work experience in, uh, in, in the food industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, the, the grad degree was that piece of paper. Mm. Just something to fall back on. Like, I, I've been there. I've done the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? What's uh I have a associate degree in engineering, aerospace, um, completed at RMIT in Melbourne. As well, neither of us are using our degrees. We're, yeah, we're using parts of our degrees at work, I guess. Yeah, certain aspects of it. to get but, fired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we it's I guess one of the reasons why we might have been hired as well is because we have higher education. Listed on our CV? I don't. I what? didn't put my... You didn't put it at I all? I didn't put it in my CV. Oh. Well, I did a business degree yeah. and one whole semester, one whole unit was how to write CVs and how to, mm. as mentioned in our last podcast, you know, mm-hmm. how to structure them. And it just felt nonsensical to me mm-hmm. to, to put a business degree or a HR degree in something that didn't necessarily Need. at that time for yeah. me warrant it. Sure. Looking back in, in hindsight, potentially like now that I've, I've done the role for five years, there's a little bit of business acumen mm-hmm. needed, but I still got the job without it. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you think that if you're in a position to apply for a new job and you have it, have been out of work for a while, you'd, Include those? Yeah. 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 I, I think if I had been out of work for a little while, I'd yeah. try and pad it the best I could, you know. Okay. Get myself to stand out from the crowd, Most as it were. Yeah. But, you know, touch wood. A lot of people in Australia do go you, to university. Do you know something that I don't? Am I being fired? No. Okay. You're good for now. I like you. I like I, you I, for I, now. I, I, I put you. I put a good, good word in for you. Nice. A lot of people in Australia do go to university. Yeah. I've noticed. Is it because, is it HEX? Well, HEX has definitely got to be a, a part of it. So for our listeners who don't know what HEX is, it's uh, higher education something something. Mm. I don't know what it actually means, but effectively the government pays your tertiary education fees for you yeah. for your first degree. Up to a certain limit, yeah. I think it's just your first degree. Okay. And it's effectively a tax-free loan. Mm-hmm. And once you start earning, if you earn over an X amount, then they start taking the money back. I think that's a pretty fair system. It is. Yeah. And, and while some people might say it's quote-unquote socialist, like we've got one of the highest educated populace groups in the, the first world. Yeah, and Australia is one of those countries that just takes other people and educates them as well. Victoria is one of the biggest university 
uh, degree turners for yeah. international students. And I'm one of them. Oh. That's, that's how I came here. They're not just sending our jobs there. They're taking our education to, yeah. from here. Um, <laughs> and to touch a bit on that, it, it wasn't cheap, to be honest. It was about 20, 25. Oh, of course. You wouldn't, a year. Because you're not a permanent resident at that time. Yeah. You wouldn't have had a, a hex debt to, uh, to, to fall back on. That is correct. My parents had to show the entire sum of our, the university course, which was four years, and then also show living expenses for those four years as well as an outright sum. Yeah, wow. Yeah. If you ask any family here to show... One hundred and fifty, yeah. two hundred thousand. Who's got that type of money? Just. Exactly right. So, just just to give people an idea, I'm my parents weren't like super well off or anything like that. They saved that over the space of twenty years. Yeah. In order for me to go to university, I'm the only person in my family to go to university. It's a good thing you're smart. Thank Can God. you imagine? Yeah. Well, I did fail a couple of subjects though. Yeah. But you haven't know. we all? Yeah. It's very American in that. Uh, in that regard where, you know, you, you hear about not necessarily the well-off, but low middle-income families, mm. the moment they have that child, they're setting up a new bank account and yeah. money's just getting squirreled away for a uh, yeah. for a university degree. Yeah, that's I prob- that's probably one of the most important costs. I mean, you've got public schools and stuff like that that's generally covered. Yeah. Uh, but university isn't, sadly. Yeah. 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 I guess we're both very lucky. Yeah. You had a fallback. I had my parents to fall back on. Now I got to look after them. <laughs> I'm happy to do that though, just in case they're listening. Yeah, that I really hope they're not listening. Well, we haven't said anything too uh, too obvious, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe maybe our voices distort the yeah. microphones just enough. How's uh, how's school growing up? It wasn't too bad. Were uh, you the only brown person in school? Primary school, I, I definitely was. Mm. Um, I guess in my year level, or I mean, primary school was a kind of a grade one, two, grade three, four, grade mm. five, six. So in those uh, double year blocks, I was for mm. the longest time. Um, and then, you know, when I was in senior primary school, grade five or grade six, we started to see more brown immigrants. Mm-hmm. Like there were my cousins who who went to the same school, they were a few years older than me and they kind of, they, whilst they were brown, they had lived in Australia through their formative years. Mm-hmm. So they had more of that white mentality, the mm. the, the Australian cultural uh, mentality. Mm. Whereas when I came, I was six straight into grade one. Yeah, um, I did not do prep in Australia. It might explain a lot about me, mm. <laughs> but get that smirk off your face, Max. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I, for my peer group, I was the only person of color. Hmm. Uh, I was lucky uh, in Dubai, I'd say about not, pretty much my entire class was filled with immigrant kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was the only Sri Lankan, but there were many Indian, Pakistani, there was an American, Filipinos. Yeah. Quite a multicultural Very mix. multicultural. There weren't any locals. <laughs> That's yeah. the only difference. But like you said in our last cast, you know, that there was a higher populace of... That's correct. Immigrants versus about eighty-five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a fair few. At some point during middle of second, my secondary 
school, my grades started going down. So my dad moved me to Sri Lanka. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I used to be the smart kid in, in primary school, you know. Yeah. Maths was my thing. I was really good I too. Was, I was stereotypical brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get to primary school, year seven. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, one plus one equals two, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then suddenly year nine and ten and then year 11 and 12. And I'm That's just like, oh. Around about the time you discover music and girls. I think for me it was music. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I went to an all boys high school. Yeah, same. Yeah. But you still discovered girls. Mm. They're That's around. <laughs> <laughs> you saw them before, but now you really saw them. That's what I meant. Saw them in a, a new light, maybe? Yeah, you could say that. And yeah, four years in Sri Lanka before I came here. I was back in Sri Lanka, so I was just with my own people. They were yeah. all Sri Lankan. Yeah. Which is, um, I think it was good. It for was, me, when I hit primary school... Uh, sorry, when I hit high school, I went from a, a primary school mm. which had at most 180, 200 kids across all the year levels mm-hmm. to high school, which had had 200 to 250 in a single year level. Wow. Yeah. It's the opposite for me. Oh. The direct opposite. Yeah. I, like there was about, let's say, 200 kids going from kindergarten to year 12. Yeah. It's crazy. I was in a crazy tiny class. Wow. Yeah. It was a tiny school. It was the, I don't even know how my parents picked that school, but I think it was purely based on the fact that it was the only Catholic school that taught in English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were, were, there, were the class sizes enough that it wasn't like, say, 200 kids for 12 year levels, hmm. but there was only like three teachers? No, no, no. There was plenty of teachers. So you, you got teach- more... Yeah, there was, directed. Yeah, it was a more direct approach of teaching as well, so those teachers could spend time with you and yeah. make sure you understood what you were doing. I don't know if this memory for me is true or not because I was very young, but mm. I remember, or should I say, I've got this image in my head of me back in India uh, before I migrated. So yeah, you know, little three or four year old me in a classroom watching some kid get a beat down for not spelling B right or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and there would have been. 50 or 60 people, hmm. 50 or 60 students. And there were two teachers in the classroom. Yeah. Because I don't know if that's a uh, a true memory or not, but it seems so real. To go from that to primary school in Australia, where there's 20 to 25 kids, if that, and, you know, you're, you're going from two, class, uh, two teachers in a classroom to one teacher hmm. teaching multiple year levels and trying to bridge the gap of what does a eight-year-old know that a nine-year-old can also learn and vice versa. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely, there's a lot of respect for teachers who do that. Yeah. Do you think teachers get paid enough? No. Never enough, is it? Never enough. Yeah. I think even if they were given a million dollars a year, it would still not be enough. Yeah, it's it's sad to see in countries like the States where like teachers are begging for supplies. Like they're on the street. Literally begging. Asking for money yeah. so they can buy paper how, and pencil. How do all these super rich politicians and tech moguls and like not realize that they got to the point that they are? Mm. And I'm saying the same for you and I. Yeah. Without these teachers. Yeah. Like some of the teachers I had admittedly should not have been teachers. They should not have been in charge of impressionable minds because, yeah. frankly, they were idiots and True. had temper issues. But that was less than a handful out of dozens of teachers I've had over my education career. And I don't think there's a 
there's a lot of respect for education in general because if you see what's happening now, not so much in Australia, but if you look back to the States and flat earth theories yes. and um, people thinking that COVID is just like the flu or it's it, they can't get sick if I everyone else wears a mask and they don't. I don't understand. I don't think how that's a education by and large by itself really? problem. Okay. I think that's a issue of privilege. Okay. Well, it could be both actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Critical thinking is obviously not thought. Um, You're made to basically believe everything that you see. But it's also things like, I understand if religion doesn't have to be in the classroom. A school can decide to teach that as a subject if they wanted to. Um, But they choose to believe certain things based on religion rather than true fact. Mm. Maybe some of the problems that we're facing right now could be due to that. Well, you know, if everyone brought logic to everything they did... Mm you wouldn't have war. We'd be New Zealand. Oh, please, can we be New Zealand? Yeah. Jacinda Ardern, come to Australia. Yeah. We will welcome you. We will yeah. stage a Bring coup that for accent you. with you as well. It's really nice oh. to listen to. I don't know. I, I, I think back to your original question, we could never pay teachers enough. True. The amount of blood, sweat and tears they put into their jobs and each individual pupil. Yeah. And there's no gratitude. And, and I'm thinking again back to my high school and primary school years. And admittedly, I was very immature at that point. You know, mm-hmm. we were kids. We didn't put any thought into what we were actually learning, what was being sacrificed by these teachers and the amount of effort that each lesson plan took. Like my role now, I sometimes need to uh, facilitate training and and. and almost an education-type role, Yeah, it's very difficult getting someone to engage, yeah. especially if they're not interested. And imagine dealing with prepubescent kids. Yeah. I mean, look, we're doing, dealing with adults when we have to teach them how well, to do something. They're adults in age, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they might be listening. Shh. Yeah. Hats off to them. Hats off to them. I can understand totally when people say it's a calling more than a job or a career. Yeah. Hands down. Power to them. Yeah. What um what was your university life like here? Coming as a oh, as an exchange I don't want to talk about that. Oh, we have to because it's education. Fine. Um before I came here, I just assumed that American Pie style university was what I was getting into. So you came in with like that uh the cap with the two can holders and the straw yeah, the, the pipes. I was expecting a lot more than I got. Yeah. Engineering wasn't exactly fun. I mean, I enjoyed it while yeah. I was there. Certain subjects, yes, most definitely. Um, but the university experience, I think all my favorite times were because I lived in a share house with other um, housemates from around the world. We got into a few shenanigans, things like that. But yeah. nothing from university directly. Well, what I about mean, you? No, I... Um I guess to your share house point, that was like your... That was my frat house. That was your frat house. Correct. But for me, I mean, I think when I went to university, I was still very much sheltered. I didn't have a job or hadn't worked outside of a week of work experience in in year 10, maybe year 9. I was very sheltered um, in in not only mentality, but potentially maturity as well. Mm. So for me, it was going to class, 
talk to the people in the class, do the work, go home. Yeah, that that was it. The, you know, outside of uh, O Week orientation week of my first year, there wasn't any socializing or uh, any partying or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was go into class, listen, take notes, do your work, come home, yeah, rinse, repeat, mm-hmm. and then you know, second year of uni, I got a job, and and that definitely. It was a job in retail, so it definitely opened my eyes up to the world. Mm. Um, but I didn't really go into university having any expectations as such. It was, okay. I did year 12. I put in, you know, in Australia, when you finish year 12, you put in, I think it was three, maybe four. These are my choices of yeah. course and university. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my second choice. I sent an email, I think it was, or maybe a, mm-hmm. a, a written letter filled out. It's like, hey, I, I, I want to be a student here, do mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Got a response uh, in the new year. So this would have been when I put an application the 18th or 19th of December. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, as an aside, getting your ATA or back then the ENTER score, yeah. think of it like your, um, this is your grade for year 12. Okay. A week before Christmas. Ooh. Yeah. That can really ruin a holiday. Yeah. Thankfully it didn't. No, but thank God. I can just imagine, like, who thinks of doing shit like this? Mm-hmm. Evil, sadistic human being. So administrators. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I got a response from my university that, uh, hey, you know, we're happy to accept you for this course, this blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then first semester rolled around later that year. It would have been March. Mm. My first class, and I remember this with clarity because it was the one I failed, Right. First class, first lecture, first anything uni life was a Monday morning, 8 a.m. for a psychology lecture. Wow. Yep. Intense. So I went to the first three lectures and then I found out about video recording. Right. That you can then go back. And I was like, hmm. Oh, I wish I had that at university. Yeah, I wish I didn't because I was like, I'm going to stay home and I'll listen to it later. Yeah. And you didn't end up going to class, did you? No. Yep. I didn't end up listening to most of them either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah I, think there's I, a, I definitely understand why I failed that psychology 101 class. I think there's a reason why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> we are the same person. That is correct. I met some great people in uni. Mm. Um, uh, and sometimes <clears throat> I, I see them out and about. Not, I wouldn't say we're sociable as such, but it's that whole thing. You know, you, remember, you meet someone you've known and you catch up. It's like, hey, how are you? Yeah. And then you try and get away because small talk is <laughs> torturous. Yeah, It better prepared me to open up my mindset to the workforce. Hmm. And I think that's really what university is. It's yeah. not about rote learning. Yeah, It's about preparing you. That's true. I think that's what higher education is, giving you just the basic skills to sort of deal with your day-to-day aspects of work and dealing with people and solving problems. And then after that, post-grad is... That's oh, I want to pursue this a little bit further. Yeah, and let's. I'll. I'm happy to do another year, two years, three years, and keep going. Yeah. What do you think about education being free? Definitely, yeah. hands down, has to be. It's a. It's an, an investment that a country has to make, right? In their people, correct. To yeah. to say that you're not giving free education, and yeah. we could go into a free healthcare thing, but I think that's sure. a conversation for mm-hmm. another podcast episode. 
to say you're not giving free education is to say that you don't believe in the future of your nation, of your populace. Yeah. Each country could have their own Einstein or Steve Jobs, and all those people went to university effectively, didn't they? Well, they they went to university. Whether they graduated or not, they had that experience. They They did have the experience. Yeah. And I'm... A more well-educated populace would be beneficial for everyone. Um, a lot of countries in Europe are pretty much doing the right thing there. Yeah. I think Australia's sort of on that path, but I don't know. They're trying to increase fees. Universities trying to make more money. I think that's more capitalism, sure. government expenditure and, and, yeah. and the like. And whilst it's good, like you don't want every Tom, Dick and Harry who's just going to waft around True. and, and waste resources and time unnecessarily yeah you still want it to be easily accessible correct one thing i I was reading uh and i off the top of my head i don't know the exact figure so i'm kind of guesstimating what i remember Mm -hmm. but it said for every dollar spent in educating someone i think it was sweden that was the test country it was somewhere in scandinavia from my memory, it was like 12 or $14 or something. Yeah. But the country made that much back. Correct. Off that person yeah. in their lifetime. Yeah. Like, if that's not a smart investment, where are you going to get 1,500% return on an investment? Exactly. Per dollar, nearly guaranteed. And we all know which country I'm talking about when I say this. America. Yes. Where education is kept at such an arm's reach. Yeah. Though I guess with the way they're headed at the moment and the leadership mm-hmm. of that country. But I don't think it's this particular leadership. I think it could have this leadership could have exacerbated the problem. No, I'm saying but like it's been, this is the, the outcome of what having little to no education does. Yes. Did you read his quote his post the other day? Very much good education yeah. for returning kids to school. Mm-hmm. The poster child. That's a kid with money who had money, grew up with wealth and basically was probably paid to go to university it feels do you remember uh, billy madison the adam sandler movie yes where the dad has been paying primary school high school Uh university just to pass his child and he turns out to be an utter idiot how is this any different that is the president of of the united states of america right now Mm -hmm. except it's now generational because he's got what great grandkids now or something like that I think the British had a very good system with GCSE and stuff like that, the way they structured um, certain subjects and whatnot. Um, the American system of education, um, they have weird testing, like SATs and stuff. I, I don't completely understand how it works, but it's they have tests on a regular basis. Those tests in the end don't actually count to whether you're moving up in the class and stuff like how that. How does that make any sense? I doesn't. But they have systemic problems with... Uh, racism also with schools that are generally segregated. Not segregated, I mean filled with minorities. Yeah. Well, yeah. That conversation we are having uh, just before lunch or brunch last yeah. week around red zoning. Correct. That is to a T yeah. what this all kind of stems down to. Yeah. You know, if you're rich, you'll go to a rich school that gets all mm-hmm. the resources. Yeah. If you're poor, you'll go to a poor school and it's it's cyclical. If I have kids, I would try and give them the same educational standard that I got. And like as brown people, we generally expect our kids to do better than us, just like our parents wanted us to do better and than them. Our kids to do better than everyone else's kids. Correct. Um, every every step that one takes and to 
well, not only make them a good human being, but also help them stand out in front of the crowd. Yeah. And when there are a lot of brown people, it's a little bit harder, but, you know, that's what you got to do. That's true. And look, I just hope my kid's not short because then he'll need some stilts to mm-hmm. really stand out or out of the No, crowd. you got good genes there. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah. I have the problem. Uh, what, would, what would you say is your, uh, your standout moment in your educational career? I don't have one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Even though, like, university, when I look back on it, I didn't quite enjoy it. I kind of liked it. It wasn't too bad. I guess it was your generic university experience. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I, I don't have one. I'm sorry. Mm. You? As bad as this may sound, I would say leaving formal education. Mm-hmm. It just it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Like I did it, I put up with it yeah. and the like, but I've always been a kinesthetic learner. So you know, get hands on. Correct, me too. Do yes. and learn while you're doing. Yeah. So that I can equate actions to consequences effectively. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I'm learning and what I'm being taught by book I can link words, phrases, sentences, and paragraphs yep. to an action. Correct. So and maybe university is not needed. All this talk is uh, we, we don't need higher education. We're good. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a. I <laughs> no, guess, don't go a, to university. Photo. Uh, did you say don't go to university? I said go to university. Ah. Uh, it reminds me of a photo where there is a uh, a line of animals like. Elephants, giraffes, chimpanzees, mm-hmm. a, uh, a goldfish in a tank on a pedestal. Okay. And there's a teacher in front of a tree and he tells them, climb this tree. Right. That's effectively what our education system right now is. Okay. It is the same task for everyone. Correct. With no input on challenges. Individual challenges. Individualism, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. It is what we have, and at this point, we don't have anything better. Yeah. But maybe this is something for our listeners. What would you change about your education? That's right. Or the way you learn? Correct. If you have any inquiries or you have a comment that you'd like to leave, send us an email, cbradiopodcast at outlook.com. Uh, that's cbradiopodcast at outlook.com. Happy to reply back to those emails when we have some time. Yeah. Um, on that note, we'd like to end it. It's been a pleasure having you listen. 100%. My name's Max. My name's Boris. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. We don't need no education. Education.